Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to this week's uh, edition of the Family School of Thoughts. How's everybody doing today? Good. <laughs> is, is everybody there? Yeah, it took a couple minutes, but yeah. Okay. Hey, good. Cass, how are you doing? Hey, I'm here. How's the weather? <laughs> How is the weather in Portland? It's sunny. It it's was cold. Been like 90 degrees. Oh. It was 100 degrees on Sunday. Good. Oh. Yeah, it's supposed to get up to up in the upper 90s by the weekend. But today it was 52 degrees this morning. It was so cold. It What's was the like weather going to be like in Michigan over the weekend? Uh, like 80 uh, in the upper 80s, 90s, they said, but just without the humidity, it's going to oh, be good. hot. So, hot. we'll have weather up north. Well, it says like 70 something up north if wow. when I'm looking, but you know, things can change. I don't know. I, you know, it's on the weather chain channel on my phone, but if oh. maybe on the news or something, it would just, be how about you? How's the weather like the same 70 degrees? <laughs> Cold okay. at nighttime. You guys can see that I'm on location again. Yeah, I see. Oh, yeah. I said, "Where, where are you at? You're out in the boondock somewhere in the in the fields, on, on a ranch." We're going to talk about it. The well, we've already we've already guessed what your thing doing, what you're doing your thing on because of the background. We know what you're doing. What do you think? The Go Manson. ahead, guess. The what? It's the Manson family. You're on the Manson family ranch. <laughs> you guys know me so well. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. Before we get going on the Mansons, Jesse, give us some fun facts. <laughs> All right. Mental floss, amazing facts. Again, we got two of them. So, did you guys, um, do you guys know what the official bird of Redondo Beach, California is? I'm sure Patty Smith wrote a song about this. I don't think she did. She wrote a song about Rotunda Beach. So okay, but I don't think it mentions there. Is it a crane or a... No. No, it's probably a, a Macau uh, parrot or something like that. Nope. Is it something um, unusual? Yes. Big mm -hmm. or small? Big. An eagle. Big bird. No. <laughs> What is that? But it's New York. Close, it's not an actual bird. Oh, big bird, big. Hmm. I don't know what. The Goodyear blimp. The Goodyear blimp is a bird. The Goodyear blimp is. It's the official bird of Redondo Beach, California. Okay, I know. I, you know, I got a story about everything, but okay, when I was what a kid. As a kid growing up in Flint, Michigan, and Flint, Michigan was a big town then. Auto well, industry was there. I mean, it was huge, booming. And so we had this huge, huge tower in our backyard. It was really high. It'd be totally illegal to have this now. But the Goodyear blimp came over our house and literally, you know, I'm it felt like we could touch it, but I'm sure it was far away, but you could actually see the people in it and everything. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was I awesome. Feel like, and every kid I feel like in the grandma and grandpa told me that too. Tower. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. What was your okay. next one? So my next one is, did you guys know that peanut butter glows in the dark? Did you know that? No. Yeah. <laughs> All you need is a violet laser, a violet laser pointer to be able to see. So you oh, see a yeah. violet color. I, I got that in my I got that in my drawer, right? I know, right? And then peanut butter will glow in the dark. So to recap, you know, wine has, you know, like it makes you glow. Humans mm -hmm. actually glow in the dark too. Mm -hmm. You know, and then if you eat peanut butter, you just we're glowing. Wow. It sounds like we just have a lot more radiation in our lives than we yes. think. Yes, right. so maybe because right. the radiation maybe. is growing in the peanuts that are growing up through the ground. So yeah, you are right. Peanut butter. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. There you Craziness. Go. Some, some amazing facts for you. Those are hey, those are interesting. Both as usual. Yep. Okay. Cass? Yeah. We're ready for our song of the week. Uh, okay. Beep, bop, 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 beep. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, this was That's my true. group in 1980 at that. Yeah. It was my 79. It was that my group. I can tell yeah. you that. Me and my friends, we, we. That was played in a lot of cars back then. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So this is the Knack, and it's their debut single, My uh -huh. Sharona. We were uh, the and... Knack, are many of my friends. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> Unfortunately, the guy who wrote this was uh, Doug Figer. He was 25, year old, 25 years old when he met 17-year-old Sharona Alperin and started dating her. Oh. So this song is about a 25-year-old man dating a 17-year-old woman. i got to say, that and sounds lyrics... really bad today, but in 1979, it happened. Yeah, oh, that's the thing is like, all the information is like, they started dating and they, he, she was inspirational to him. And he says it like meeting her was like getting hit with a baseball bat and he fell in love instantly. And all of a sudden he had all these song ideas. But, and I, I agree with you back then, it wasn't a problem. But the lyrics to the song are, gotta get it up the only way I can from a younger kind. It's from a <laughs> younger kind. So he's literally saying the only way he can get it is when he's okay. touching a child. I have sung this song a million times and mm -hmm. at parties and stuff. And I never remember saying, thinking it in those terms. Ooh, my little pretty one. My little pretty one. Yeah. You make my motor run. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's about a 17 year old kid. Hey, hey. And he makes it very obvious that it's about a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Speaking of, like, making motors run, you know, like, are you ever going to break down Grease Lightning? Maybe. Oh. But let's talk about how that's, like, it's supposed to be a children's movie. Right, right, right. And then he Don't you remember, hey, remember the episode on Saturday Night Live when they did 
the school was going to do Greece, like every high school does. But they were yeah. like, okay, we can't say. And then when it came to Grease Lightning Song, yeah. they were like, they were making up all these different versions of it. And they were like, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was very out there. I mean, think about it. A lot of singers and wholesome singers at the time were singing, you know, your sweet, sweet 16, you're beautiful and you're mine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and it, it's creepy. It, it was not. It, Jerry it, it, Lee Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin. Yeah. You know, yep. Elvis happened. married a 14-year-old child. Yeah. Well, they were married at 14, but they started going together at 14. And her parents were certainly pushing her off on him, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Aretha Franklin had a child at 13. Was it? was I will say they never disclosed who the father was, and I don't want to. She was raped. Right, exactly. for entertainment purposes only. Right, yeah. Never got along with her father, and her father was killed in, on his pulpit. He he was a preacher, and like, why he's given a sermon one Sunday, somebody come in and shot him. Well, maybe because um, they found out that he. Uh, who knows? And don't say it. We don't know that, but right. Um, but she had a child at thirteen, hmm. and she wasn't. You know, and I, what, what year was, and what, what year was this? What? What year was this? When oh, she it had been in the 50s or. Oh, oh so not, not in 2022. No. Okay. No. Okay. Mm. So I just want to make sure because we're back in 1990. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. I will say when I was a teenager, my girlfriend was not a teenager. Yeah, we know. And nobody. <laughs> it said wasn't okay. Crazy. And then look. Your mother married me when I was a teenager. That would have been totally oh, good. Lord, for crying out cribbities. Would you now that's for entertainment that? purposes only. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Where's that card at now? I don't know if you know how to do math, but you definitely were not a teenager when you got married. Right. Well, you I don't were know a mature how it happened. Anyways, uh-huh. Uh-huh. anyways, anyways. Um, just like now, you're and an old The Knack was a great, great group. I mean, we really played them a lot. And yeah, you know, that was, was music back then. Uh, and, you know, I like country, but... It was you know. very... Um, at the time, about that time, uh, punk music was real big, which I totally went to. But it was mm-hmm. kind of uh, in between, you know, the disco and the... It, it was kind of a easy for everybody. It was kind of a breaking in, breaking yeah. out of disco into that you know new we call it new age music then but they the were sad thing is is i love music but i never listened to the words i couldn't no, tell no. the words to any of or, those or who's singing you just know the whole point of what cassie's doing i know <laughs> like i'm literally looking at the lyrics right now and right. it's literally the lyrics are such a dirty mind always get it up for the touch of the younger kind that's literally the lyrics of the song. I don't ever. And I it's never going to stop. Give it up. I mean, literally, I get in front of people and everything. And I yep. don't remember ever saying those words. Well, you did. But I always knew it. I always knew it was kind of a risky song, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't sing too many songs. I knew my Sharona words, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just listened to the music. Well, you know, you girls all sang Shebop a lot when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. And you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I do. But um, 
Speaking of Grease Lightning, you also let me sing There Are Worse Things I Could Do When I Was a Child. So. Yes, I know. I know. See, like I said, I didn't sing I didn't that in front of people. You you literally were, I don't know, maybe four, five? Yeah. And you, yeah. we had friends over and you sang that song from beginning to end. And, and I know it by like, heart. They were looking at us going like, you know what she's singing about, right? <laughs> yes, but she doesn't. No. But she doesn't. <laughs> Oh, that was good old days. Okay. All right. You guys ready to get on this week's topic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guess I was going to the mansion, right? Or the Manson Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're all wrong. Oh, no. I'm going to the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Who's the Skinwalkers? Last week, we were talking about um, cryptid. fake shifters. Mm-hmm. The Mothman. I kind of brought it up that this ranch is known for that and mm-hmm. stuff, and so um, made me think about it. And you know, when I was doing the research, there is like endless amount of information about this ranch. It's unbelievable how much is uh, information it was. So I'm, I'm only covering a, a small part of it tonight, but um, it's also known as the Sherman Ranch. It's approximately 512 acres um, of property located on the southeast side of the basin in Utah. And the basin is the big area. Um, It's reputed to be the site of paranormal activity and many UFO activities. And and literally they have um, um, records of activity going on from like the 1700s this you know uh, spanish explorers were going across that area and seeing you know lights in the sky they were unexplainable and of course there was no electricity or lights or anything like that time you know but they couldn't explain it then and if they really um um it was the navajo tribe area and the and um they were they were um, moved out of that area by the government and walked from there to Mexico. And by the time they got there, like most of them were had died because of uh, bad water and the conditions of that. And so this legend started that these um, you know uh, shape skin walkers are really these people that have kind of come back from the dead. And they can uh, take the form of animals, and um, they're really trying to get their revenge on, you know, the government taking them back. Although the government did let them all move back once they kind of found their circumstances, but then it kind of split those that group of people in half. Half of them were skinwalkers, and uh, half of them weren't. And so the ones that weren't were really afraid of, you know, uh, being killed by these skinwalkers and um i got a picture here let's see if i can do it but uh well let's i'll put it on there later anyways the now um the navajo legend concerning they were vengeful shermans and ufo reports have been you know recorded there from all over but in the 70s they were highly reported in there and then the big claims came in 1996 when the owner of the ranch at that time um, decided to post a some articles in the Salt Lake City, Utah 
Deseret News. So back to the skin, a skinwalker is a person who takes the form of any type of animal. So they're able to change at any time to any uh, different animal. And there's never like one that keeps reoccurring. It's always something new and different. Um, and uh, they mostly, you know, try to take the form of wolves or coyotes, cows. Um, Maui? Maui. <laughs> what did you say that for? It's a, Dis it's a Disney character. <laughs> Moana? Oh, no. Well, um, but it, <laughs> animals that are, are in, in that area, horses. The um, one family that owned the property mostly from 1930 to 19 I don't have it now in front of me um let's do with it they um to 1987 so they owned it from 1930s to 1987 and when they left and they never reported anything happening on that property uh, did they live on that property they lived on it and raised uh cattle you know they it was a working ranch the entire time and they um they never reported anything, but their neighbors were always reporting strange activity going on in this. This is 500 acres, you know, over 500 acres. So it's, you know, uh, people were always reporting things on that. But in the um, in 19, well, so they left it in 1987, and in 1993, I believe. Um, Great year, Cass. I can't believe I don't have, oh, I got it, I'm um, sorry. In 1994, oh. Terry and Gwen Sherman bought the ranch cheaply and they were gonna, they were raising Black Angus cattle. And um, they bought it, you know, from the Myers who had it from 1934 to 1994. And the only conditions they gave them were that they couldn't dig on the property without permission from them. What? So Jerry, that you know, thought that was a really weird condition that they couldn't dig on the property without consulting the prior owners, but they got it pretty cheap and he wanted to get his business going. So he just, you know, said whatever, you know. So then um, literally on the first day as they were moving in, um, Terry and Gwen were unloading this, the trucks and they seen this huge animal like way off in the distance and they're trying to figure out what kind of animal it was. It was, it kind of looked like a wolf, but it was like way over too big to be a wolf, you know? And so um, as they're watching it, it's coming closer and closer and closer and closer. And it literally comes right up to them. Right. So then Terry's dad comes around and he thinks it, he feels like it's domestic. It's like a house pet or something, you know? Um, not afraid of them or at all. So he even tries to pet it. And Gwen calls the kids out of the truck, say, hey, come here, look at this animal. It's like standing right there with them, right? But they did notice that the, all the cows seemed very nervous around it, except for one calf that um, uh, stuck his head out the fence and was watching it. So they thought this was really weird, you know, and it wasn't, it was looking right at them. It was, they were trying to figure out what it was. It was some kind of huge wet dog. It was real wet, had 
bright, shiny blue eyes. And it was something they had never seen before, right? So mm-hmm. they think it's kind of weird. Well, all of a sudden, it went like 100 yards to this calf. Like it just, it didn't walk over there, run over there. It was just all of a sudden, unbelievably fast, went over to this calf and was trying to pull this calf out of this den cage and so and it literally had the calf's head in its mouth and was like yanking at it trying to pull it out aggressively so terry and his dad went over to it and started hitting it and it was like totally unfazed right so um they his dad went and got a baseball bat and literally started beating this thing with a baseball bat and it's totally unfazed it's not it doesn't even notice that it's doing anything right so terry tells his son he goes run in and get my shotgun and so he gets a shotgun and he shoots this thing three times totally unfazed it was like it didn't even notice that it was being shot right so he goes well go in to get my 36 gauge shotgun which i don't know that much about guns but i this is like a gun that would there's no way anything's going to be survived on this he shoots it it just turns and looks at him not even like angrily, just kind of looks at him. And so he shoots it again and shoots it right in the heart. So again, it just kind of stands there, but then it kind of walks off a little bit. And then it turns around. And now he's afraid he's going to get mad and start attacking them. So he turns around and um, it kind of like was standing there. So he shoots it three more times. And literally, like, a big piece of flesh fell off of it, you know? And still, it just kind of walks into the woods. So <laughs> his dad and him are like, what? You know, what is going on? So now he says, we better go get this thing because it's going to attack our cattle, you know, I mean, or our livestock. Obviously, it's, you know, and they don't know what kind of animal it is. So they follow it out in the woods, and they're following the footsteps. They can find the tracks. And all of a sudden, it's gone. You know, they could see it and follow the tracks, but all of a sudden, it's just gone, and the tracks just completely stop. Hmm. So, so what happened to the poor cow? Well, the calf was okay, you know. So they're like, I don't know what to do about that, you know. But anyways, they finished moving in, and a couple weeks later, um, Gwen comes home, and she has to... Um, their ranch, you know, she had to get out of her car, open the gate, pull the car in, and get out and shut the gate. And so she got out, pulled the car in, went to go shut the gate, and here's another one of these things, like right in her face, right? And she said, it's it's huge. It's like huge. It's towering over her, you know? And she gets in the car, and she can see that it's like taller than the car, bigger than, you know? So, um, and then she sees another one out in the distance. So she just gets in and takes off and, you know, squeals out and goes running into the house. And of course they can't find it. Nothing's happening, you know? So, um, so that's what started their whole adventure there. And then it was just like one thing after another, they're constantly finding uh, wild horses out in their yard and, you know, then they'd be gone, you know, or, and all kinds of animals they couldn't recognize or anything. And they went to the Navajo office or, and you know to just complain about these huge wolves 
because they're just calling them wolves because they don't know what else to call them. And they're like, there hasn't been a wolf in this area in 70 years, you know. And they're like, well, you know, they, nothing's explainable. And things are, are like moving around the house, like, you know, um, like one day she, Gwen takes a shower and she set her towel and her brush like on the sink. You know how you would if you're taking a shower. So it's there when you go, she gets out and it's gone. And she's like, I know I put that there, you know. Well, the next morning she finds it in the freezer, the towel and the brush in the freezer, you know. Or one day um, uh, Terry's out digging a hole for a fence. He's putting going to put a post in I there. I thought they weren't allowed to dig a hole. I know. Well, that's another thing. Okay. Well, let me finish. So he's digging a hole to put this fence in and he leaves, puts it down and just turns around and it's gone. Can't find it nowhere. So he goes in the house and he's like, you know, what's going on? And they're all like, I don't know. We're sitting here eating breakfast. You know, who knows? And like three weeks later, he finds it way up in a tree. What is it? Uh, it's pole digger, you know. Oh. Hey, dig a hole for a pole. Right. right. Yeah. And then um, they'd wake up and there'd be these huge, huge holes in their yard. Like, you know, they just appear out of nowhere. And, you know, they're huge. It would be something like it would take somebody all night to a team of people all night to dig something that much or equipment, which obviously they're not using, you know. So um, this stuff just goes on and on and on. And um, then they're finding their cattle, which they're raising black Angus cattle, which are, you know, back then were like $3,000 a piece. Yeah, they're rare. They'd wake up in the morning and they'd be dead out in the, one of them like would be dead. The whole mid body part would be missing you know the huh. head and the feet would be there but the back and the back would be there but everything would be missing and there would never be any blood whatsoever like there's no sign of attack or anything but they're just like so the aliens were taking all of the human parts like, out of it all the blood was gone everything's missing right so he puts up with this for so long and then they just like i can't take it i gotta get my family out of here you know, because so they sell it to um, a guy. Let's see what his name is. Um, um, oh, shoot. Um, I can't think of his name now, but he's uh, kind of famous. He owned. Um, the um, budget suite in yes, Bigelow, Robert Bigelow. So they sell it to him uh, for two hundred thousand dollars, which seems pretty cheap for five hundred acres. Uh, but yeah, it's this was in the nineties. So this was in um, yeah, and um, so he um, and he starts this company call or this organization called NIDS. And it's um, they research paranormal things, UFOs, and mm -hmm. and and he brings in like um, you know top scientists. He hires tons of them, military people, you know, FBI agents, and he sets up all this stuff because they're gonna, you know, investigate all this stuff, and his company is gonna do that. Um, so um. But Terry stays on as 
the uh, running the ranch. You know, he's going to be the ranch foreman because he's so invested in it now too that he doesn't want his family leaving living there. But he wants to see this through. He's still trying to figure out what's going on and with these people buying it and um, bringing in all these experts and stuff. Um, he's going to help solve this issue, right? Um, so he stays on. Well, they do. They are there like, I think, seven years of doing these experiments. And all this stuff is happening, but it's not happening rapidly. You know what I mean? They, months may go by where nothing happens. So they got all these people and all this stuff kind of sitting around, you know. Um, and they can never really explain anything or they never really recorded the right things that go on. You know I mean? They didn't really want to tell the re real reasons for it. Um, so they, um, like one of the things that happened was immediately they closed off all the roads around it. Um, and, uh, so people couldn't come and go as they wanted to. And, um, then, um, they put up all kinds of security stuff. And like one of the things was they did, they put up this big telephone pole with all these security lights on it going all different directions. And, um, they just come in one day and it's the pole's there, but the lights are gone, all the cable's gone, the wiring's gone. And they had the wiring come down this pole and they had duct taped it like all the way around, you know, really secure. It's all gone. Nothing, no trace of anything other than the pole being there. So they go back and they're watching on the other videos because you can see this pole from other videos they were going. And, you know, it's just there one second and gone the next. There's no... Nobody's ever messing with it. You know, nobody took the tape off or, and all these cables, they went down into the ground in this PCB pipe. It's all gone. And it just all happened in like a second. So mm -hmm. they never could figure any of that stuff out. And, and they never really did. You know, they've got lots of recordings of um, flying saucers and stuff, but it's never like they've recorded anything groundbreaking like okay now we know you know was the video footage time stamped yeah it is it's all like really official because like i said these guys were from the mil you know military and um you know real scientists and fbi people so they knew how to really and they were hiding it from the government or the government was involved well like one of the guys when he worked for the government seeing how the government was hiding all this stuff and he was told to not talk about things well now his his chance because he's retired there so now he's going to go work on this ranch yeah and prove all this stuff you know and be able to talk about it yeah so they never did find anything you know it was all the, the same kind of stuff you see now like they yeah they got a recording of some strange thing in the sky but who can prove it you know right, um, right. they they do they they decided that there are uh, portals into other dimensions all over this area. Hmm. Um, the local people say... That makes that, sense. Yeah. The local people say it's a thin area. So the air is so thin and the vibrations are so thin that you can literally walk from one world to the other. And people, are, people know how to do this, you know, where they can just, they know where to go and just walk straight into another area. So that's how they explained all these strange animals. They they were just coming in from another world. That makes sense. Well, and that 
explains the theory to disappear. Right, right. That's how that's things come and go. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. So now it's owned by, um, so he had, a, I think, seven years this group owned it. Um, oh, in, like in 1999, they put an ad in the paper for locals to um, report any strange things that have happened. And like literally in a day, they had 5,000 people like, you know, like everybody in this area, yeah, they're well used to seeing, you know, UFOs and strange things. And, and they all um, um, contribute that to these uh, portals. And then a Bigfoot has been spotted there many times. Um, uh, big balls of lights, um, aircrafts and things like that are always being reported there. In, 19, or in 2016, though, um, Bigelow sold the ranch for $4.5 million. Holy cow. Yeah. And uh, the owner is anonymous. They won't say who the owner is. And he has a company called, let's see, I know I'm not going to mispronounce this, um, Adamidium. Adamidium. And the only thing they could really find that this Adamidium company does is they uh, produce fake um, ivory, fake horns, and things like that for animals, you know? Yeah. Kind of like you can't really get real ivory, so they got fake right. now. And right. that's the only thing anybody's been able to track for this company. And um, they won't, it's a privately owned, so he doesn't have to say who he is. So nobody knows who owns this um, mm -hmm. ranch now. Now, there's so, been a, a, mini, a series on TV for three years. I don't, have you guys ever watched it? I don't think so. I've never watched any of them, but there's three years of a, um, a show. It's, I, I kind of don't want to start watching. They'd be like another Oak Island, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Right. <laughs> but uh, oh they've been well, there for three years. They've been, you know, on this, they're, they're doing a show from this ranch. So. Mm -hmm. so there's never been any bones brought up or, you know, they really didn't dig on that property to find that it's uh, a ritual of some sort. Well, they, well what they, what they're claiming and I probably or do you think because maybe stuff, it was a porthole. Because what they, what they're, their theory is, or the local people's theory is, is um, that Navajo uh, group, they went to that ranch. They got kicked off by the the uh, U.S. come in and kicked them off of it. And so they all went to Mexico. And like I said, most of them died because of, it said, drinking bad water, or just the living conditions. They couldn't survive. Well, the government felt bad and let them come live on this land. It's not your land now. We'll just let you come live here. And um, so that started, that's where the skinwalker thing started because oh, the Navajos put a curse on like land. These are skinwalkers, the people who had died mm -hmm. by their done, come they're back. Hunting. And now they're skinwalkers. And, um, you know, it said if you look one in the eye for so long, you know, um, they yeah. will come in and consume your body or if they they live off of killing other people so they don't so they surround this area mm -hmm. because they know it's portholes to different worlds too and so they gather there and they you know yeah so i sorry i was putting odin to bed so i missed a little bit but so 
the hole they didn't want them digging holes because it's portals to another like well, universe or they, another world. They never said why they couldn't dig holes. I oh, mean, the okay. owner Myers, they never said why, you know. But um but like I said, they'd wake up there'd be huge holes in the ground, you know. When the the day that they moved into the house and I don't know if they just did never seen the house before they moved there or not, but um when they first moved in all the um, doors, inside and outside, all the doors to every room had these huge deadbolts on them, inside and outside. So people were able to lock themselves in or lock themselves out. And all mm -hmm. the windows had bars on them and deadbolts on the windows. So the same thing, you couldn't open the windows. And so, you know, they were kind of freaked out about that, but they just went, well, I guess the Myers were just kind of, you know, Thank paranoid, you, you know. But the yeah. Marriers, they never reported any odd things happening. Well, of course not. They're maybe they were the aliens themselves. Well, you know, they lived there from 1934 to 1987. So they lived there a long time. Yeah. Right. Um, and so obviously they probably were aware we're just kind of working around all that. Yeah. Protecting themselves. Yeah. So So, but so the like the the skinwalkers though. Mostly like wolves and everything. Or is well, that like the, the thing is, here's the thing about it: it's never the same thing. Oh, you know I mean? okay. And that's one of the things they when the they did buy this ranch and we're going to research all this stuff. The research was they couldn't really. It never like happened again exactly that way. It always yeah. was a different type of animal, and they were animals that you never seen. You know what I mean? Wasn't right. a wolf or wasn't a dog it wasn't a, it was always some strange looking thing and so they could never really some mystical guy right but i mean i was just thinking because with navajos isn't it like a native american kind of um thing where like they shape shift into animals isn't that like a thing for native americans right right yeah not just in twilight Kathy. I okay like, what are you talking yeah. about that's a plot of twilight it's all over in, yeah. right 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 so yeah, it's, it's i'm sure a lot of that myth came along with these these yeah. navajos you know what i mean but um well but and there, there's tons of stuff that happened like uh they had these orbs were just everywhere all the time orbs flying yeah. all over and there was blue ones that were mean all the other ones were like no big deal, but the blue ones would cause trouble. And like one day, they, they had three dogs, and these blue orbs that would just drive these dogs crazy, you know, just torment them all the time. And one day, they went out, they chased these dogs out to the woods, and they never came back. So the next day, they, he gets up and he goes to find these dogs, and all he could find is three burn holes in the ground, you know. Hmm. So, you know, it was like it was that kind of stuff constantly happening. Well, and that's a, I wonder too, like in these, this area or, you know, um, like area 51, are they actual wormholes into other universes or are they like, like, you know, like those little underground tunnels to a, a different place, you know, where, well, you know, that's, you know, like, is that something that's happening? And so we have go to another world or, or another theory. And I kind of touched on this once before that. You know, this world we're living in right now, there could be a thousand of these. 
and yeah, it's right. a little bit different. Maybe I'm not alive in the one right. of them. You know what I mean? So in right. maybe one of those worlds, it, we're living just like we are today in the same things. But now your father's right. dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Friends. The multiverse. Or, or you know what else yeah. I kind of thought about but this? I'm thinking Fringe, the TV show. Well, that's basically what it and is. And I got thinking about this too. And, and this might be controversial. Maybe I'm going to regret saying this, but maybe transgender people, that's why they, they're they a boy, but they feel like a woman. Well, maybe they are a woman in a, a parallel world. That's something that I've always kind of wondered too. Like if you believe in reincarnation, is that something that where you feel like you're a woman, right? Just because you're stuck on that past life or a parallel world, right? But then that means that that they are correct that they were born in the wrong right. body, and that's, yeah, right? So that right. you know confirms right. that, that that's right. And that's what I've always you know like okay with reincarnation, if I come back in a male body and male anatomy. <laughs> But I still feel like I'm me as a, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, my pronouns are she, her, you know, like, yeah, yeah that like would make sense. Where, like, especially yeah. with the, these young kids that are like from the day they can speak, no, I am this. This is my name. Like, and I've heard of somewhere like, no, my name is Rose or what, right, you know, right. like, this is my name, you know. Um, that's what I've always kind of. Well, I think in today's <laughs> world, the difference is 50 years ago. You know, my parents would have said, no, you're a boy, you're 10. I don't have anything right. to go reference right. now. Right. Today's world, with internet, with everything's constant, I can find right. a million other people who are in this same situation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 50 or, years ago, there was nobody right. to go ask. Or... Right. right. We didn't and have, have the media that we have today. Right. Like, with the reincarnation, I mean, you see all the time now, especially like 9-11 is like the big one where kids are saying, no, I, I died in the right. South Tower. I yeah. died, you know, we're, and then they're giving specific names and locations and right. the, the family is able to find. You can actually you know, go back and find this person that they're claiming to be. Right. Yeah. 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 I heard um, not too long ago on something and I don't know what it was, but, but people that dry, die in a tragic death, like 9-11 or a war, they come back soon. Right, you know, right. where people right. who died of old age and they don't, they may come. It may be six hundred years before they come back. Right, but right. there's no time, other than Earth. We right. time is our thing. Right, you know what I mean. I so, think that makes sense because, like, if when you die tragically, right. it's so quickly that you, there's no right. like, you you want to come back to find peace, really. Right. Where when well, you die or, old age, you're you've lived your life and or, you're or, accepted it. Or, you know, supposedly, you know, I watch a lot of, or read a lot about this kind of stuff, but so your soul, mm -hmm. your time on earth is a, your, you pick this time, you pick everything about this life for a learning purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. So people that die tragically in 9-11, they want to get back and solve. Get back on track. Yeah finish yes. their purpose yeah because their purpose is a, now to use yeah. that experience for this time so well they're, they're, they're gonna, they want to come but, back soon so they can right. you know you were saying though too that, that like time is like a very earth 
thing, right. you know? Yeah. And that kind of goes to, I mean, if these are movies, but you think about like Inception or um, Arrival, the two movies with that, where you're dealing with Inception, you're dealing with the time difference between being in a, a dream state and to reality. But in Arrival, you're dealing with aliens that are on a different time. They, they deal with time differently. And so which I'm not giving any spoilers away on either of those, but like you, like both of them are great movies, but you know, like it sets it up for our, our perspective of time is way different than what it could be. And I mean, think about it too. Like when you fall asleep and you're dreaming, you can have a dream that lasts like weeks long and then you wake up and it was only five minutes. Exactly. Exactly. There's no time. Yeah. Right. And that's why um, a lot of psychics, will say they can't predict on September 8th, this is what's going to happen right. because right. they're reading somebody that's not of this earth and they don't know what time is. Right. Or they can't right. gauge. Right. And, um, you know, we could be here, uh, you know, 600 years could be nothing to them. You know what I mean? Right. There's no time. Yeah. Same thing, thing with biblical people. You know how they lived to would be 730 years old well well and really like when you calculate and that's the thing though too is like when you calculate the beginning of time was not calculated on a 12 month period right 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 it was only calculated on an eight month period well did you know that it was really the late 50s before the world even was on the same time in calendar right right exactly right yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, like, that's, some, well, and you think about it, too. I mean, everybody interprets time different because I think it's Koreans. I'm not 100%. Maybe, like, some, some I think somewhere in Asia, they they start, you're, you are one the day you were born. Mm-hmm. We're like, for yeah, us, yeah, in the United yeah. States, you have six months, nine months, and then you right. turn one on your you turn one or they're right. one on the day they're born. Yeah. A lot of right. people here think don't yeah. understand. That. Yeah. 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 You know, it just back to the Skinwalker Ranch, a lot of this, there's a lot of UFO activity on there too. They yeah. see lots of spaceships and, you know, they had one guy who um, uh, literally was walking down the road and a spaceship come up to him and um, he could, it was close enough. He could actually see beings in there inside of it. And um, it wasn't a good, they, they looked good I mean, yeah. They asked him if mentally they weren't speaking, they asked him if they, he wanted to come with them. And he said, no, you know, I, I got a family and stuff. And they said, okay, and took off, you know, hmm. But, Where so are they it's, now? Where it's is a they real hotbed for UFOs. Yeah, right. I'm ready to go. Leave this world. <laughs> well, oh. maybe I'd, there's some there's some people I'd put on that ship and send away. <laughs> um, but like I have a question though too. So a lot of these like UFO sightings or like these supernatural, it seems to happen more on like the West coast of the United States, you know, well, like, do you think that's more, so, there's more portholes over well, in that area? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Or you like, why do you think it portholes. happens? Portals. Yeah. Portals. Portals. Yeah. Well, those portholes areas are, are hot for that. You know, the, um, yeah. Peru portals. is a big 
hotbed right. for are these are these the rest areas for these supernatural people that come like the, to visit Earth? Right. The rest area highway, like the highway. Yeah, no, right. Like it's like supposedly that's <laughs> what um, pyramids are. They are like oh. antennas to you know people. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. If Matt, like Matt, you know, is in Arkansas right now, but I mean, he watches ancient aliens and that yeah. is like one of those things that they talk about they're like the the pyramids match up with the stars in the sky and like then they align with stuff that is in like south america you know it's like it all like lines up and, and, it's, like, and you can't cool. deny that it's no it's there right. it's true right. <laughs> you're like right. you can't deny it can't i <laughs> because <laughs> well, can, okay, first of all when these you're were gonna built, deny you can well, deny when these a lot for, of things. when these when these were built, there was no light pollution happening, so you could probably see a lot more of the sky. Oh, yeah. And well, we yeah. know that slaves were a thing, and we yeah, know the yeah. slaves built them. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that maybe they didn't build it around an antenna for the aliens, but... Well, or we, if, even the if they built them, they built them the for the... Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, fine. but it's also but like they're supposed to actually be their but these pyramids have always just not lives in them. Didn't they build the pyramids for the lives? What? No, they're they're like catacombs. No. They're for yeah. like the dead. Well, right. even, That's what I'm saying. even they're, 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 dead people are in there. No, but they also say the those pyramids. pyramids that they're not meant to be tombs. It was thousands of years after they were out of operations. Right. The Egyptians found them and said, "Let's make these tombs." You know, right? So they they inhabited them after that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I guess you. I always yeah. thought that they were there because they. Well, that's what we always hear, but all the souls were in the tomb. Well, the, mean, the um, Egyptians wanted kings and stuff wanted to be buried in these, and right. but. But they're finding out they're a lot older than that. So, really, the Egyptians, they they used them for burials, but they had been there thousands of years prior to that. Yeah. And the thing, though, too, is, like, you got to realize, too, that we have, like, how we interpret things or we're learning with history that some things were not translated correctly. Or, exactly. um, and I have a, another mental floss thing that I was going to save for another day, but I'm going to point it out right now. Um, so in a nine, uh, I'm sorry, a 1631, so 1631 copy wow. of the Bible that was published by Robert Barker and Martin Lucas, Lucas in London had become known as the wicked Bible because of an unfortunate, unfortunate error that led to thou shall commit adultery. They forgot to put not in not there. Not. And that's, I thought um, that was kind of funny because that became part of the Ten, com, Ten Commandments. Commandment. But that's something too that like, this was in the 1600s. Like they only printed so many copies of these books, but whoever got it, that's what they were reading. Writing. And guess yeah. what? Mm -hmm. If you follow that to right. a T, like what people are doing in today's society, right. it's not translated correctly from what it was back in, you know, the biblical, whoever wrote it did not translate it to what it is in our American English mm -hmm. that we have right. now. Do you guys believe that these things happened on this ranch or do you think it's some of their imaginations? Or... I think a little bit of both. 
Uh, yeah, I believe I in skinwalkers. Yeah, I, I do believe that. Like you say, you think you know it makes sense. I think too, like I like with the paranormal activity kind of thing. But there's where we where I live in the city I live in. There is a house that is supposedly supposedly haunted, and it, right now it is vacant. But it's like an his, a historical home, so it's like they don't know what to do because they don't want to tear it down. But nobody wants to live in it. But supposedly it is built on an ancient Native American burial ground. So, and it's where the, the, the chief was buried. And so that is like the, that's the rumor, Uh, you know, like that's the story of why this place is haunted. And there's been many stories on, I've gone on a tour of this house and there's been many stories of people that have heard things they've heard you know, Native American rituals going on and clearly not going, that not happening, but it's like they're hearing these noises that things are happening. And that's a, I kind of think with a lot, especially out in the West with like the desert where you got to remember too, you know, American, you know, like when we had it the Spanish and the British and everybody came over to the United States or to the Americas, you know, like they, killed the native americans they just right. took over everything there's a genocide and right. so you got to think about all that kind of, and i they pushed them more west and west and west and maybe that's why we have all these paranormal things happening more on the west coast is because you know with the like the native americans were one with the earth you know they were one with you know like everything had a purpose everything had a soul everything everything has its own reasoning on that so maybe they just cursed all these lands to yes, everybody. That. But I also think too, like it, you know, could be, and that's something too. Maybe they opened a, a portal to these other universes or parallel universes that things are coming through out there in that land. It's an open door where you like, like I said, a rest stop where, Hey, I'm going to come and take a break on my next to my next route kind of thing. Most you know rituals where you're opening a portal into something deal with sacrifice so right right. it's a lot of live sacrifice i'm sure there's something yeah 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 and it's always it's been for years and years um rich craft and i mean it's all there if everybody would just open up their eyes and and maybe, maybe we'll all start learning a little bit more because now teachers can pray in in the classrooms. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> now we can learn the pagan religion. Yes. The yeah. different religions and different um, ways to pray to different gods. Mm-hmm. You can pray to any god in school. But I world. but I think that we already can do that now. And Not we just don't. Well, that's just new. No, now. but I mean, I mean. We can, and we probably do, but we just don't realize we do. You know? mm-hmm. Something to think about. The skinwalkers, the skinwalkers, even outside of this ranch, are a very common mythology in right. Native American history, and they right. are very, like, they are very much even to Native Americans, bad luck. You don't want to be, you don't want to be caught alone with a skinwalker well even up in even up at your college that you girls went to 
did was that talked about up there? I mean, that is like a tribal area. Um, I mean, did did you talk to anybody? Did they say anything about? Uh, you said it was you know a curse to these tribal. I mean, how did they? Well, that's. I mean, it's. It? I I mean, I don't think they ever discussed it with me, but it is you know. <laughs> they had talked about but like skinwalker is in 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 like their in their um you know history or whatever like their culture it's kind of like ghosts to us where like you could you when you go outside at night and there's a dark shadowy figure it's a skinwalker waiting for you to be alone you know yeah it is the, the the skinwalker is it's i wouldn't call it a curse but it's basically uh it's it's a creature that yeah yeah it's like a bad omen that they believe should never be around like you don't want to be around a skinwalker because it's its purpose is to take something from you right right whether it's your life or your soul or something like a lot of people like in the native american communities believe a skinwalker can take your over your body if it catches you so it could you could become a skinwalker it could take control of your does that make you nervous chaos i mean because you and i talk about this that we notice things we see things um you know now it's kind of scaring me that what you guys are saying you know it's like hmm do you know when we see there are many, many days like, when I feel like, like you are possessed. Yes. Like deja vu, you know, like deja something's going to happen. Or I said, oh, my gosh, this happened. I dreamt this happened. Well, um, I, I don't believe that has anything to do with skinwalkers. No, but it does kind of deal with the idea of, uh, you know, we are on our own time. Like uh, when I have deja vu, when I dream deja vu, it could be two months before I realize what's actually happening. Right, or right. It could be the next day. So, like, it, it does make sense of, like, there's really no, there's no real time. And that's why some of the dreams that I have are, like, you know, months before I even have that moment happen or anything like that. Um, but I don't think I've ever felt like I have saw a skinwalker. I've never. Right. I mean, I me, don't. I, I that feel like it, I really bad. are we missing something? We could be. We could be because for me, I always feel like I am very good at sensing whether, it, you know, it's something bad or neutral or good. Like, I, I feel like I have a very good sense of if I saw someone, like, I could get, you know, bad vibes from them, basically. Um, and I don't think I've ever really gotten that before. No, I've never gotten bad vibes from people, but. I'm I'm a people friendly person and I, I don't But I know. can I feel like I can tell whether or not I a person is you know if I'm not gonna like a person basically. Like they don't really have to do anything to me for yeah. me to be like, Yeah, I don't think I would I know, really I know like right to be away. around that. Well, that yeah, well, exactly. I feel like that um I've met this person in a in a different life if I if I don't like them. Hmm. I, I mean I'm, I'm thinking Maybe. I, you know, I don't like the way they act. I don't like the way they, you know, it, something rubs me the wrong way. And it's like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, you do do that. Right. You do that. 
I mean, okay. I, 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 I'll be friends with anybody. I, I can immediately back up. With somebody that I feel like I've been with them my whole life. You know, you just are very comfortable around them. But you, D, when they're when you meet somebody, you can instantly like this is not a good person. You know, right. yeah. You know. See, I feel like I'm that way too. Like I, I know. I I I have instances like that too with like you do, Dad. Where like I meet someone and it's like it. It doesn't matter if I met them five seconds ago. I feel very connected to them. Right, right, right. Um, and I, like, opposite, too. Like, I, it, like, I just, for some reason, don't really like them or don't feel like I very click with them very well. Right. And it's, they, like, they've done really nothing to me, but I just don't like being around them. I don't feel comfortable around them. Well, yeah, I, I just your mother like just sense, like, evil in people. I'm like, friend. I'm friend. You somebody, she's, you know, she enjoys meeting people and talking to people right, she doesn't right. know. But every once in a while, she comes across, usually it's a guy, and she's like, oh, you know, I don't even know that, you know, and I'm like, why, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know, he just gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know, mm-hmm. and there's something she senses about that person yeah, instantly that, you know, she doesn't like. So that's why I'm saying, I mean, maybe these portholes are coming through. You, you could be sensing portals somebody or... from a different world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know, I mean... It's kind of scary, isn't it? I mean, it makes me nervous now that you guys always scare me. Okay, I have a question for you guys. When yeah. you see a person, do you see their aura? Do you see color around them? No. No, I don't see aura. I mean, I just see. I just... No. no. But did you read recently where Brad Pitt has that disease where he doesn't see people's faces? No, I did not read that. No. Like he I kind of I have that. I have that. Like I don't pick you up don't on see your facial face. features. And but like, do you not see facial features or do you not pay attention to their face? I don't pay attention to facial features. And people that I could see somebody in the grocery store and not even know them. And it was somebody yeah. I know. Well, that's what I say. And I, 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 my customers, like I could see, you know, they come into me all the time. Like, I'm like, who? I, they come up to me all really? the time. And I, I have no idea who they are. I feel like I'm very good with faces. Like, I don't I'm remember not, names very I, never, I don't well, remember okay. names very well. Yeah. But I, remember, I, I can remember a face if I've seen it like 10 years ago. Like, I'll be like, yeah, oh, I'm I've seen you all. before. I'm not at all. Really? Yeah, I mean, see, I do, I do that too. I remember faces. I don't remember names, and and I'm very terrible with names. I mean, I, I could meet, notice, I could meet I somebody today and find you know them I mean? next week and not remember their name. Yeah, that's what bothers me. Is I just yeah. Anyways, Brad Pitt was on the yeah. news just recently, and it's a condition where you mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. see faces, and I'm like, I have that. <laughs> that's what I have. Huh. I don't know. Well, this is a very interesting topic because it brings up a lot of. Yeah. Well, like I said, so... a, they're in the third season of the television series. I haven't seen any of them. And I really don't want to start another series like that. But supposedly there's lots of stuff going on now that they're yeah. documenting. And, and, and maybe the. the... Maybe it's not aliens or maybe it's not, maybe it's souls coming back through these 
Well, so a lot of, um, like, videos I've seen of, like, an animal that people claim to be a skinwalker is, like, a lot of the characteristics of, like, a ra- like a, an animal who's got rabies, where it's just kind of, like, the animal is just not really all there, and it's doing very odd things. And to somebody who is rational or wants to find the, like, natural, rational response is that it's got rabies, where other people who are very spiritual or very skeptical say that it could be a skinwalker. It is something controlling the animal outside of its own mind. Right. That's interesting. Well, and if you're talking about multiple parallel worlds, these odd animals that nobody can identify, they're just everywhere in this other world. They're just kind of jumping right. in and out of this right. world. Right. And, right. So, so and like they do it there because that portal is there. And and do you think that maybe that's maybe that's another world that when we when our spirits die when when maybe well, that's what, maybe they're going back and they're calling beautiful their animals and they come back. Well, maybe they're yeah. jumping back in their world and telling them, oh my God, there's a bunch of mutants in this world, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, there are, there is cultures that believe you that, that, you know, a, it, it takes you multiple after. lifetimes to reach, you know, Nirvana, basically. Right. Right. So, right. right. I, well, that kind of goes back to what I was saying before. And I tend to believe it. I don't know. I mean, that each time you live a life, you pick you're that completing life. something, yeah. You pick that life purposely because you're you need to learn something. That well, that's what I've always believed oh. that God puts you on this earth to learn what you're supposed to learn or what He wants you to learn, and then if you don't learn that, you come back into another life to re to to relive and uh, to accomplish what He wants you. you know, to. like you and I could have been married in a past life. And we're put into this life to work out those issues we had in the past life. Right. That's what that I mean. Yeah. And, and, and you may be my father, not my wife. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, and I think sometimes that we may have been married in another life because when we met, it was like spontaneous, right. boom, bam, you love each other. I mean, you you were connected. And, as soon, as and some, as people, met, some people do that and then other people have to grow into that. But when you when you find your soulmate, it's like we've already been connected somehow in a past life. Right, right, right. That I can't, makes a lot of sense, Mom. I don't like, know. Yeah. Like people you, say it's love you, at first sight, but it's really a, like, instantly, this is the one. This is, you know. Yeah, I, people I've already been with this person. I, right. I, I've already lived a life that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, and then, like, for the people who, like you said, like, have to grow on each other, that may be the first time those souls are meeting. Like right, that is right, the first time right. those two souls are meeting. Right, right, right. Interesting, interesting. We've we've covered a lot of top topics on that afterlife. You know, like this. That was good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we got to um, wrap this up. We got completely off topic. We could probably make this into two different shows. <laughs> but um we we let me let's uh wrap this up for tonight and um 
Okay, guys. Any last thoughts about the Skinwalker Ranch? It's a very interesting story. I think that it was it was a very good one. We did get way off way off topic, okay. but we're all but, heated yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is not a good time for us to be heated no. women. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this up tonight. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please like, share, and um, give us your thoughts on our web page or our we have we have a web page and we also have a YouTube page. The family school of thought at gmail.com is our email address. So we appreciate any comments or thoughts right now. Okay. Good night, everybody. Peace out. Good night. Bye. Bye.